think it's this way, or is it, or is it this way? Hello, and welcome Hello. to November Foxtrot. What an intro! Yeah, absolutely, that was <laughs> flawless. Marvelous. It was horrific. Well um, it's very on the backside of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're joined. We're joined this week by Patrick from Land Nav Challenge. So, hi, Patrick. Welcome to the show. Hi, hi. Do you want to just give a, a little bit of a spiel to introduce yourself? Uh, obviously, you play airsoft as well, but just just mm-hmm. give us a flavour of who Patrick is. So, um, who Patrick is? I spent uh, nine years as a ranger, um, as a right of way ranger, so working very precisely with maps and coordinates. Uh, before that, tree surgery and forestry uh, work. I've just come out of um, uh, leisure and health and safety, uh, so I'm very much a, a numbers type of guy in reality. Um, I decided to have a go and set up a page called Learn Have Challenge to sort of show people, A, that um, navigation is very simple. It's not um, some kind of, uh, you know, sort of necromancy. Um, and that everyone can have a go. And because within Airsoft nowadays, um, people are wanting more and more and more realism. They want that sort of challenge of of things. Um, and with um, Defiant Events and uh, Mac Bravo and things like that, Machiavellian, being given grid references and coordinates and bearings really brings more of a realism to what you're doing. Um, and I think that's just what we all uh, are really wanting nowadays. Is not mm-hmm. just skirmishes or extended skirmishes. We want some actual te- technical ability in there as well. Yeah, something you get your teeth into. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fair play. Good stuff. Marvellous. Well, hello to everyone joining. We've got Jungles Airsoft, Kenny Rebel, Pegasus, uh, the Punish one. Hello. Hello, Lance. Hello, How are you? Hello, me. <laughs> Welcome. Uh, hi, Kieran. Hi, Marky Mark. Hi, Rage. Uh, Matthew McCarthy. Uh, Daz, hello. Uh, Rage says, ah, Mr. Patrick, because of the conversation I had with you at the NOFO event, I now have yeah. barefoot shoes. Fantastic. Fantastic. You know, it's all about getting getting back to the ground. You know, it's, it's a, a funny thing. I've looked into those subsequent to that event as well. Um, I haven't I haven't taken the plunge because I've watched a YouTube video that said apparently it can take a little while to get used to them. Um, definitely, definitely. I, I, so on that side of my life, I've been minimalist and barefoot for over 27, 28 years. Um, uh, it is the most natural way of us moving. Um, uh, depending on what you're doing, if you're, say, stalking in woodland, uh, your your noise levels disappear absolutely disappeared just because you you've got more ground feel and, and things like that rather than having a big pair of chunky boots on i know a lot of people within the sort of outside community maybe airsoft and things like that always go for like big chunky military boots big high ankles and things like that but in reality if your feet and legs are accustomed to holding your weight you really don't get that many you don't get ankle issues um and i've done marathons barefoot i've, I've gone up mar- mountains it's it's not it's not difficult wow, but that's that's cool. that's, yeah. a, that's, that's a, a conversation yeah. for another day yeah, for another day, <laughs> yeah. 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 we'll have to invite awesome. you back for an episode on feet 
Absolutely. Yes. Oh, I'm not saying, I'm not always into feet. Um, no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Mike's into him in like a weird kind of way. Mike's into feet. I can imagine, oh, genuinely, yeah. I'll, I'll come back to that at a later point. But I, I have been there. I have a story about feet. Um, hi, Chris. Hi, fresh meat. Um, and then everyone else is already in there. So cool, guys. Welcome to the show. Um, we're obviously going to be talking about navigation, uh, sort of the some basics, a bit of learning, hopefully as well. We uh, Lance and I have both brought. Um, various navigation aids to kind of talk through. Um, Patrick, just before the show, showed us something that he's got with him, which was rather impressive. So Patrick's got a massive compass. The giant. <laughs> I've heard compass. stories of Patrick's compass, and I've heard it's very, oh, yeah. very big. Yes. <laughs> it's, not great, talking... it's not great for keeping north, as you can see, but it definitely does tell you where you're going. Yeah. yeah. But you certainly it's wouldn't lose talking... it in the bottom of your Bergen, would you? No, no, no. <laughs> So we're going to be talking navigation that. on that front. <laughs> um, if you've got any questions for Patrick at any point during the show, if you could just whack a little cue in front of him, it just helps me identify them as we're going through. Uh, and then Lance and I can sort of get those over to Patrick and we can all learn more, which would be interesting. Mm. So shall we roll on to the news? Let's. Let's do some news. I News. So, top news story from myself this week is well, and I guess all of us. Uh, Andy won't be joining us for another couple of episodes. He's still recovering from his uh, road crash, road collision. Um, so, we wish him well. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, big shout out to Andy. Hope you get, hopefully, you get better soon because uh, yeah. yeah, we've been checking in on him daily. Uh, many, many piss takings just to make him, just to make the healing process that much quicker. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, he's doing, he's doing okay, doing okay. I think he's home now, isn't he? So he's recuperating at home, which is yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, we like that. I we think like he didn't much. particularly like the hospital food, so fair enough. <laughs> mm -hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Another so news, no one, uh, uh, no one fancied going around the house knocking on the door and go surprise guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Michael McIntyre at three o'clock yeah. in the morning, just wake him up <laughs> with a mic. <laughs> to be fair, we're not a hundred percent certain what sort of state he's in. He might be literally being like those big like crutch things up on the. I don't know. The I'm whole body's not. But... Kind of yeah. hope so. <laughs> Andy, if you're watching, if you've got a whole body cast on, can we please have a photo? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and can I can I rattle can it for you? <laughs> we we could we could see if we could get him like a nofo bed gown, like you know, like the hospital yeah, yeah, yeah. gowns, uh, a backless like a nighty, just with yeah. our ass out. Yeah, ass out. We could just buy a nighty to be fair and just get him to put it on backwards. Yeah, we could do that. Let's do that. <laughs> In other news. I have bought some stuff this week. Um, mm. However, it is all back there. So I'm going to be talking about that next week. Nicely done. <laughs> I did get a new uh, Multicam Black background. So the reason that my background is looking a little bit darker this week is I've got a new background. Black may not be the best choice as a background for a podcast, but hey-ho. Um, I've really purchased learn, it now. So there we go. <laughs> Fair play. Nice. Any, any exciting news or purchases from Lance Patrick? Uh, I, uh, I ha I've got, oh, go on, Patrick. You're the guest. Go on. Uh, I was going to say, uh, not airsoft or Lanav related. I uh, bought myself a spoke shave, uh, which is a woodworking tool um, for some craft stuff I've got uh, coming up. Um, and that, that's, about, nice. that's about it. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice. I like it. I had a I you, message. Uh, I did, yes. I'm just trying to. 
So basically, yeah, I wanted to mention about the whole Yukara thing, Mike. I don't know if you were up to speed oh, on that. Yes. So I had a message come to me. Uh, I won't mention any names. Um, but basically, I'm going to... The gist of it is, is that guy's been playing at an airsoft site as a skirmish. He's not got his Yukara yet, so he needs to do uh, three games over 56 days or whatever it is to be able to get reg registered for Yukara. And what he said to me is that he's done two, and I think he needs to do one more, or he's done one, needs to do two more. But the site he does it as, at, once he's done these three games, they won't um, register his Yukara unless he joins their site as a member. So he has to pay a membership to then join their site. Now, I was under the understanding that once you paid to play at this site for three times or any site for three times, they would just register your Yukara number because you've been to their site three times. You've paid X amount of pounds to go three times. Um, so it seemed a bit cheeky to me to for a site to turn and say, well, you've played here for three times now. You are entitled to a Yukara license or a Yukara number or defense. Um, but we're not going to give it to you straight away. We're going to make you join our airsoft club if you like or our membership scheme to the you for you to then get your license number that you're already entitled to that's what i could get from the gist of the message and i did reiterate that to the guys who messaged me and yeah he concurred yeah that's that's the case now i reached out to quite a few different sites and a lot of sites said that that's complete and utter nonsense that's just a site trying to cream some more money out of you a lot of sites do offer a 10 pound charge or this that, and the other but included in that there's an awful lot of benefits for doing it do you know what i mean whereas this is just purely a we're just gonna we're just charging you um to get it and that's it there's no there's no more mm. you don't get any more for it you know what i mean more bang for your buck so not only is he paid for three visits to the site let's say it's 20 quid so that's 60 quid he's paid there the membership i don't know how much that could be another 20 quid so it's gonna be paying 80 quid just purely to get his yukara when he's already paid 60 at this site not only buying bbs at the site i can imagine buying food and drinks and stuff like that so he's already putting into the site's pocket but now they're trying to cream a little bit more. So I just didn't agree with that, and I thought that was a bit of a bit of a lame move from the site. I don't know what yeah, site it so is. He never told me, but I did a little bit of research on this as well. Um, I've I've previously attended sites which have a similar thing. So I think it was like a five or ten pound admin fee that they mm. charged. Now there's no actual fee for the Yukara membership. No, there's so not. To clarify, obviously, Yukara is not a license. It's just a membership. It's just a way of identifying that you play airsoft. So there's no yeah. there's no fee for that, uh, but I don't believe that there's anything stopping a site from doing what they're proposing to do, and I, I think it's quite common, but it, I guess it depends on the amount. I mean, as you say, if you've already paid a certain amount to go to this site, sort of three, three times, you know, well, you have to, you have to pay, you have to play there, there three thought, times, exactly. That's what yeah, that's what sort of got my back up a bit. So like the fact that the guys paid three will be paying three times to play at this site as well as all the sundries that he's purchased on top of that. And for them to turn around and say, well, we're going to charge you this to do your car. It's like, well, come on, man. That's, I just I just mm -hmm. thought it was a bit of a shitty move by the site, whoever that is. I don't know who it and is. Especially so. um, if, you, if you think that's just one person. Um, if on, exactly. a, on a site you've got, say, say 50 new players, you know, that, that site is really starting to take, take the piss. Mm -hmm. um, with that, I would say, you know, personally, I think Yukara needs a complete overhaul. And the way it runs um mm. and if they said like if when you go for an mot there is a standard charge so a site could charge you five pound as an admin fee yeah you know or something like that, that that's fair and enough that, and that's across yeah. the board then it's in black Absolutely, and white no yeah, one can argue at least it, then you know. you'd be able to turn around to a site and say well why are you charging me 10 quid why do i have well, to, join to be your, fair your team? to be fair you can't do say it's free to register so yeah. mm. 
there you go. I mean, so what's actually stopping what's actually oh, sorry, Patrick. Uh, but what's actually stopping you doing it yourself? Out of interest. It's out of if interest. You have to be a registered so, site. Yeah, you have to be a registered site or a registered shop. So basically, to get registered, it gives you the access to the database. Now, I don't know. I don't know what process right, there is okay. to upload someone to the database. Um, we, funnily enough, actually have been in chat about potentially getting um, a chap from Ucasa. Not Ucasa. Oh, what's it called? Ucapa. Just looking. Ucapa. Ucapu. Sorry. They've all got these stupid like, acronyms. All the acronyms are all yeah, the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ucapu, which is the United Kingdom Airsoft oh, Players Union. There you go. Sorry, I've got their patch up on the wall. So, uh, yeah. Air, United Kingdom Airsoft Players Union, who um, I know they've sort of spent quite a bit of time with Ucara. And there's, there is Ucasa as well. That's a different system um, that allows you to register that you're an airsoft player. But, I mean, they, they've said it's free. So the sites are fundamentally already imposing that the charge that they're charging is not anything to do with Yukara. No, they just they just right. want you to pay for them to do it. Mm. Which because, you know, yeah, I wonder mean, if there's a, it, well, is it actually a long charge. drawn out process or not? Yeah, one thing that would be interesting would be um, what what else comes with that membership. So this is, like, like I said, there was a few people yeah. that reached out to me once so I messaged them, and they said, "Oh, well, you get um, you get a uh, you get some five percent discounts." Or they, they did like there was one one gentleman who messaged me saying that um, one site in particular they do different stages of membership, like bronze, silver, and gold. So bronze membership, you'll get five percent off every Sunday skirmish for your charges. Um, silver will be ten, and then obviously gold membership, which is like yeah. works out at like ninety pounds a year or something. You get like fifteen percent off, uh, which yeah. which over the course of a year would work out a, an awful lot of money saved if you're a regular yeah. skirmisher. Great, perfect. Yeah. That's that's an incentive to pay that. I I don't mind because you're getting something for it. But if it's just they're charging you ten quid just for purely typing in your name, address, and postcode and registering you on your car, and then it's like, well, come on, man. I've already paid your yeah. site three times to play it and bought other things whilst I've been here. So, you know, or potentially bought three or four of my pals with me on the second visit Absolutely. and the third visit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, well, I just, yeah, just, go. just got my back up a little bit. That was all. So, uh, I've got three sites here. So, Absolute Airsoft, they charge £10. And it's valid for a year and they'll renew it free of charge if you've attended our site at least four times throughout the year. Um, so, that doesn't seem to be fair, that unreasonable. Um because uh, yeah, let's assume that there's a bit of time to put it put it onto the system. So they they have to have someone to do that. So ten pounds for someone to do that, I don't think is unreasonable. But if on the basis that they'll renew it, you know, for free subsequent to that, fair enough. I think I don't think that's a problem. Um, Yukara at dog tag. So dog tag is ten pounds, and they'll get they'll sort your Yukara out. Uh, the dog tag membership card, and you also receive a site player patch. So, uh, and as long as you remain a regular player at our site, all future renewals will be free of charge. Rift is quite a good one. If anyone's oh, aware that's good. of the Rift, let me read the Rift one out. So Rift is £25 for a year for membership. But you get a Airsoft membership Velcro shield. So it's a high quality arm shield with metallic thread, Velcro back. It's basically a patch. You've got a unique lifetime membership number patch. 10% uh, discount on retail Airsoft guns, 3,000 rounds. Uh, for a fiver, 3,000 rounds of 0.25s for £7. You get your Yukara registration. 15% new player discount of Pro Airsoft supplies. Priority booking at Rift events. I mean, that's, yeah. 
you know, that's you're that's, actually that's, getting that, something. That's for an incentive, isn't it? That's not. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was my message, and I've got purchases. It, depends so got on, a, um... it really depends on uh, what else you get. Hmm. You know, fifty-eight pound um, uh, yoke turned up. That was one purchase. Very nice. This one I'm excited for is my twelve-foot webbing strap, which is oh, is this going to be the, uh, the belt? This is the, this is the belt for the essay uh, for the eighties uh, webbing set. But what I was most impressed about is that it's, it was literally brand new. And it's 1964. Oh, so that's so... very, very cool. Yes. That's Why is it and 12 it's... foot? Because it's a, it's a cargo strap. So they trimmed it down to make the belts for their webbing out of it. Ah, right, okay. So that's the roller pin buckle there. So that's that. that they just, it's but just they really easy. they haven't really easy. trimmed it down because they trimmed it down to 12 no, feet. That's no, quite Mike, a lot it's, of... It's, this is the original size. It needs to be trimmed down. Honestly, will you listen? Oh, okay. Sorry. No, that's fine. I get that. I get that now. Patrick, you see, see this you like week in, week, in, week out. So tall. Yeah. Well, just, well, the question was, because that's, is that the belt strap or is that a... No, this is a cargo strap. Else, so it, just... this started off life as a cargo strap to, to ratchet down yeah. pallets in the back of whatever, Hercules or Chinooks or something. Mm. And, the, and the SAS boys used to steal them from the RAF to make their belts out of. Yeah, well, nice. well, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. <laughs> So yeah, I've got that. So that's that ready to be sorted. And I find you get another, you get another buckle. You could cut that in half. You got two belts. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But I was also that was quick maths. About... There you go. Absolutely, well done, Mike. Not, and my not just, um, not just a free face. My DPM, <laughs> my 1980s DPM. Oh, hang on. I'm not sure. If, I can't remember if I showed this last week or not. But my uh, Falklands Parker jacket, uh, which is absolutely stunning, which I love very much, and I got it for an absolute steal. And this is a uh, I can't see if it's got the date in it. It's a 1980-something, rather, or just before. But it's been slightly modded, and I think, obviously, this has been used in, in conjunction with a chest rig because it's got the bottom pockets, but the, the top pockets here, like the breast pockets, have been removed. And I quite like that because I never use mine on my jackets anyhow. It's, I always use, like, the, the thigh pockets of a smock when it hangs down, but I never really put anything in there because you've usually got a chest rig over it, plate carrier, or webbing straps. So it's just a bit of a ball lake. So it's one less thing to snag on your... When you're putting stuff on and off, so yes, I'm excited for for that. So that's my little things that have arrived, and I did win something else, which I will talk about when it arrives, which probably hopefully before next week's show. <laughs> I have some actual that, news. That, I won. I won it. I genuinely. Well, actually, oh. well, what? It, no. Well, yeah. I, yeah. I saw it and I watched it, and then it didn't sell. And then I watched it again when it was relisted. It didn't sell. And then I got sent an offer to purchase it. And I just ignored it. And then it got relisted and it didn't sell. And then I got sent another offer and then I haggled and then I got it. I counter offered and then I got an offer back and then I counter offered and I got an offer back. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. More to be revealed on that one. <laughs> I um, have some actual news that I, I saw earlier in the week. Apparently, the Ooh. Irish um, DPM pattern is being discontinued in favour of multicam. So. For anyone that's aware, um, I think it's called Paddy Flash, <laughs> colloquially. Um, no, 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 that's not a joke. That's apparently its nickname. That that was on the article. That's not me coming up. Is with there that, a, so the Irish have got the a different DPM pattern to the British Army. They do, they do. Which I was aware that. of is the Defence Forces. They they have a kind of woodland. It's it's kind of an interesting mixture between I would say French, uh, sort of old school. Um, 
woodland camouflage and uh, like the British Army woodland DPM. But it's its own distinct camo pattern. But they are they are discontinuing it. They're going to be swapping over to kind of the the more Americanized NATO forces MTP uh, multi cam. They're using worth, multi-cam, um, not MTP. But might be worth looking into a uh, a bit of that then before it's discontinued. Hmm. Oh, so there you well, go. Genuinely interesting bit of news from you there, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're most I welcome, sir. <laughs> I surprise myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting to take the piss, and I was like, oh, that's genuinely interesting, that wasn't <laughs> No, well, I thought that. I thought that when I said the paddy flage, but apparently that's what it's called. So, yeah, I did yeah. think that was a bit of a bone joke when you, I was just like, ah. Oh, no. oh, no. Oh, fair no, no, no. I wouldn't fair stoop, so low. <laughs> um, there's a couple of messages in the chat. Uh, we'll come back to the questions in a sec. Marky Mark says, my news is my trousers are in the UK awaiting customs checks. I'm getting really excited now. So, uh, Wonderful. The trousers, <laughs> the trousers yes. <laughs> um, that's a story for another day. That's where the mouse ran up my trousers, basically. I, I um, mm. It was recorded on... What? How was the MAGA exodus in the end? Is that, is that all... Oh, is that died of death now? Yeah. That's news. So, that's big news. I had big news last night. Um, I walked out to my car uh, in barefoot, funnily enough, Patrick. I uh, I walked out to my car, I got about halfway back and then realised that the ground was just wriggling and there's just maggots everywhere. Now, my bins are quite a way away from my, my front door, but I think our front porch light had attracted them. So they've all come crawling out the bins. <laughs> Literally, my front door back was absolutely covered. Oh. On the front. It was like an was army covered. of maggots just going past. It was past. horrendous. Whoa. Absolutely horrendous. Um, right. I'd squashed a few with my feet. They were starting to come in through the door. It was just awful. <laughs> it was like the plague. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just batting so, down the hatches. <laughs> that was fun last night, yeah. So, Edward says, uh, our thoughts are with Andy and his LMG. Mm-hmm. Okay, our thoughts with Andy and his LMG. Absolutely. Marky Mark, Pegasus, I've checked my Apple Watch with a compass and it's quite accurate. Fair play. Nice. Kieran's got a Swiss M70 smock, Desert DPM Haversack, and Times or X4 Desert DPM Osprey water bottle pouch. Oh, four times. Desert, nice. Fair play. That's a nice little spend up, so we like that. Kenny Rebel, the Yukara please should now uh, about rampant thievery. It's a defense. Uh, Kieran Thompson, apparently Chippenham CQB does that, Lance. Right. Except for charging. Uh, in terms of payment. Gunman, first time, three games in 60 games. There's a £10 registration fee. And then so long as you continue to play, £10 to renew. Mm-hmm. Rach says, Yukara was set up by retailers to make it easier for them to sell to people. The law says nothing about Yukara. You just need to have a defence such as airsoft reenactment and such. Pegasus says, problem comes with when the site and shop, correct me if I'm wrong, shop owners need to pay to be registered to access the system while player registration is free after that. So that would be an interesting one. I don't know actually if the shops need to register to be a part of the Yukara. I'm guessing that they probably do mm, because mm. I know that there's some shops and sites that um, obviously, you know, they've gone awry and set up their own system. So potentially there's a, a fee there that they don't want to have to pay. So where is all the Yukara money going? <laughs> That's a question. <laughs> no idea. Keep the server running yeah. to people to get registered. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Harry says you don't need a Yukara to purchase rifts from an airsoft site because it's an airsoft site. It's an interesting point. Makes sense. 
Kenny says, Patrick, your beard blends into your shirt and it's beautiful. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it is quite lovely, I must say. It, once you upon know, a time... Mike, look at Mike just looking envious, like head to one side. Just oh. Because Kenny then followed it up with Mike's <laughs> dreams of being able to grow a beard like that. <laughs> I didn't even see that. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny. Unlike uh, Lance's, mine, mine doesn't grow in the middle very well. So I get these two, two mm. sides. Um, so when I go, when I get, I sometimes I'll have uh, mutton chops. Uh, nice so beauties. Big sides. Absolute yeah, beauties. Nothing down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. See, my beard just doesn't grow in the beard area at all. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. You'll get there, I, mate. I just meant in terms of it. Just so, yeah. So I'm just, just coming so out the back, like, small of my back. I've just got this big bushy beard just back there, basically. <laughs> Oh dear. Ray says they were from the bins. If you say so, Mike, I would suggest you delete the episodes where you talk about your murder box just in case they find where the maggots really come from. <laughs> oh, I'm not even being funny. Anna, Anna, my wife, was genuinely, she was like, um, oh, Mike, I hope you wash your feet because you might walk the eggs in. I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no the was, I mean, even now I'm getting all itchy. It's horrible. <laughs> right. That's, that's the end of the news. Pew, pew, yeah. pew, pew. So we're going to be talking tonight about navigation. So, Patrick, why yes. why are you good at navigating? So you, you obviously spent a lot of time being a ranger. Why am I good at navigating? Well, it's not about being good at navigating. It's just sort of being able to remember sort of key functions of direction. That That is it, really. You know, um, obviously doing it over time you can't repetition is key but then that's true for everything you know you want to learn a skill um you you've just got to keep trying at it um i'm quite dyslexic so it really was a struggle for me to begin with um until i came up with just a really simple way of learning how to do it um it doesn't help that obviously I've been doing it from, I don't know, I was probably 11 when I bought my first compass. You know, it was the, the shittiest um, uh, little American compass. It was all plastic and uh, and things like that. Uh, it had uh, mills on it rather than degrees. And I was just like, this is just crap. Um, and then I realised that actually buying a good compass helps because it, it, it will pretty much do it for you most of the time. Um, uh, but yeah, just repetition, repetition. Um, learning how the world looks really helps, you know, um, being able to take a, a topographical map and sort of map it out in front of you, you know, to what the world really looks like. That is a really good key feature. Um, yeah, it's hard to sort of, it's hard to quantify what makes you good at something. Like I would still say I'm not very good at it. You know, mm -hmm. I will, I will look down at a compass and I'll read a, a bearing and then I'll look up and then I'll be like, oh, what was that again? And I'll look down, you know, and I'll correct myself. Um, so no one should ever say that they're great at something. I'm, I'm still learning. You know, I, I can still talk to people and they'll they'll show me something that I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's fantastic when it comes to, to land nav. Um, Every day's a school day, isn't it? So they say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you should be humble enough to 
to admit that you either don't know something or you just need to get better at it. Mm, absolutely, you know, yeah. That's, no. that's well, it. on that yeah. beautiful segue, uh, Lance and I don't know a lot about land navigation, and I'm guessing that a lot of our audience don't either. So can you teach us some stuff? Well, yeah. yes. Yeah, it's I mean, the, let's, the, do, let's do sort of almost like map reading 101 from a, sort of like, yeah. like a millswim perspective. What would be sort of like Patrick's like step one of step like, one getting into navigation getting or map reading? Buy yourself a map. And that sounds that sounds like the weirdest thing, but buy yourself a map and look at what it is. You know, so um, if you if you think. Um, a topographical map. I haven't got a topographical map with me today because I'm. That's right. I'm going to bring one up for you. Okay. So, um, understanding what a map looks like is mm-hmm. key. Realistically, um, you don't even for for a milsim say. Um, you could say that having a compass is is overkill because your 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 area of operation is so small. Um, that you could probably get away with just, you know, someone giving you uh, a, a board with some numbers on and a dot, you know, that you need to find. But unless you can read a map and understand what you're looking at, that's it's never going to work. Right. So okay. I'd say first off, go and get yourself a map. Go have a look in charity shops. Go on Facebook Marketplace. Um, it helps if it's your local area. But in reality, it, it doesn't matter. Um, every uh, library will have a full set of OS maps, um, Explorer and Ranger. So um, one to 50 and one to 25,000. Um, just go and sit and open a map. And that's, would you say, just a basically your, just a normal ordnance survey map, your normal OS map? Yes. Just get that. Yeah. Like You can yeah. go into millets, they've got uh, racks of them, haven't they? Yes, yeah, and you don't need, like I say, you don't even have to buy a new map. You know, go on, mm-hmm. go on Facebook Marketplaces. There's tons of people selling, selling maps. Like, like, it's good if it's your area because you can use it. But if it's not, it's great to be able to still um, just pick up and 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 like finger, um, work out what the topographical. <laughs> I'm gonna get you, Mike. I will. Um, Do you notice how I maintained my professionalism then? With you, Patrick, was, and Mike Smirk. Just want to make that, yeah, yeah for our, yeah. To our audio so, listeners. <laughs> so the, the, the map you're looking at now um, obviously has um, vertical and horizontal lines. Um, the vertical lines are your north-facing lines. So if you imagine if you've got the map and you're holding it, all the writing will be um, north to south. Yeah? So the top will be north, the bottom will be south. Um and that's how you orientate a map. So the top always want to, wants to be facing north. Um, if you get your compass and you've got this spinny bit, this spinny bit here will always show north. Um, and what you want to do is you want to line all of the arrows up. So you've got, if you imagine, direction, you're north. Right, so you want to line everything up until that's pointing north now you put that on your map in with the lines and now your your map is orientated there is a thing called declination uh, which is the difference between um 
magnetic north and, and and map north we're quite lucky at the moment in in the united kingdom that it's it's about 0.8 of a degree so realistically you don't have to do anything you can literally just point it north and, and you're good and then it's just about looking at what's in front of you you know if you know where you've started so you point you know say uh, uh two bridges you've got a nice um car park just off two bridges there um if you're where the big yellow roads are yep if you imagine you're standing there um and you've got your map pointing north um you should be able to see um a nice hill in front of you yeah so you can see the all the little wiggly lines they're called contour lines obviously the closer closer they are together the steeper uh, a hill or a cliff or something like that mm -hmm. so if you can see that in front of you then you can orientate yourself on the map you can chuck the compass away um because you know where you are on that map the compass really comes into its um into its own when you want to know what direction you want to travel in yeah so if you imagine you've got this map and you're at two bridges again um and you want to go west so we know at the top is north so west you're going to turn and yeah start traveling that way so to be able to do that just say i want to go to is it uh fierce well you see you come along the right the road um and then you go up so you go from two bridges okay. go one two three yep yep so mm -hmm. if i want to go to there and i want to sort of be in a straight line to that um then i've got to take a bearing to it um and that is as simple as i take my my compass again um and this thing will always stay pointing north so what I want to do is I want to turn my compass with me until I'm pointing in the direction I'm going. Yeah. Now, north is always going to point where it is. So what I want to now do is I want to turn my bezel this bit to north. Yeah. And there is my bearing. Yeah. Does that make sense? A, a 60 degree bearing. So that would be a 60 degree bearing from where I'm I'm walking. So if now I, I have my, my compass flat and I know this is north. Yeah. So now I, I have it on my map and I've got my map pointing north. It will show me what direction I need to travel in. I can then fold my map away, keep my compass at my at my 60 degree bearing. Yeah. And then I go for a walk and every now and again, I take, take my compass out and it will be off a little bit and then I can correct it to my 60 degrees and carry on on that bearing. Okay. Um, I know you've got, obviously you've got some pace beats there mm -hmm. um, showed earlier. The the nice thing about having pace beats, I, I, I will waffle, so this will probably be... We, um, we didn't show the pace speeds on the actual episode, so we do talk because we did that beforehand. Right. <laughs> so Lance has got some pace speeds there. Pace speeds obviously uh, means you can you can work out how far you walk with a certain amount of steps. Um, usually you'd have um, a set of uh, nine and then uh, a set of four beads. 
um, but Lance has just got a, a full string. Um, so each 100 metres, um, you'd move a bead, hmm. knowing how far you travel in 100 metres or in 100 steps. Yeah. Um, you can also do that for time. So if you know um, I will travel, say, a kilometre in this, this amount of time, on the flat you can do it for time so you don't need the pace beads but just imagine we take a bearing um and we know that at a kilometer and a half <clears throat> yeah we need to change direction because on the map i've measured that distance and now i know if it starts to get dark i just need to change my bearing at that point yeah right. so you would walk along counting your paces and then when you get that distance um, you can do some, some stuff which is like micro navigation. So you're looking for tiny little features. Um, but in theory, you'd be able to then change your bearing at that point. Right. Yeah. And you'd know that you're now going in the right direction for for, for what you wanted. Sounds a bit like um, there's a term in, in military speak, of, which I've seen in various documentaries and that is um, boxing. Whereas uh -huh. if they're, they're, they're traveling on a bearing, they come across the, an enemy emplacement or anything like that, and they need to box around a target. So they like go yeah. west for two kilometers, and then they'll turn yeah. north again, and then turn yeah. back east, and then back on north. And they've boxed yeah. via a bearing around an objective sort of thing. Yeah. So if you've, got, you know, if you've got time to open up a massive map, you know, lay it down on the floor, and everyone huddles round, and and you can take some measurements and things like that. That's absolutely fine. But in reality, if you get to a point and you're like, okay, now we have to turn left. Mm -hmm. You know, we have we have to go that way because we can't carry on. Then having a set of pace speeds really comes in handy because then you can you can do that distance and know which 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 distance you're travelling. You know, yeah. So if you want to travel out a kilometre, then turn, then turn. Um, you know you've done that kilometre box. Yeah. You know, um, that's where pace speeds really come into their own. It's a it's a funny thing when you if you was to look at um, use for mill sims and things like that. It could be a little bit harder because uh, space isn't. You know, it's it's. But you can you can take a, a set of pace speeds all the way down to ten meters. You know, mm. it, it doesn't have to be a hundred meters. You know, so you can you can minimise distance, scale it back what. purely for the drill, just purely for yeah. getting used yeah, yeah, to yeah. doing it, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and especially if you're, if we're looking from a Milson point of view, if you're given, say, a set of coordinates, you know, um, and you know that's where your start position is, and then someone sends you off on a bearing, two hundred meters, you know you need to know what that 200 meters is. You need mm. to be able to measure that 200 meters. So it is still very much usable within sort of airsoft and milsim. Um, I would love to see it used more because it's, it's a real technical ability. Um, especially, you know, just, even if it was just team leaders, you know, if, um, if zero gave a team leader, a set of coordinates and then a bearing, to go off to find a cache or you know to put up a um an op that's so much better than being given a piece of paper with numbers across the bottom and letters up the side mm. you know because if i go to say a trade show 
and I want to know where uh, a stall is, it's usually D4. You know, yeah. it's like, well, that's really, really basic. And that's how you teach kids how to do land nav. But you don't teach adults that are pretending to be soldiers running around the field, you know. So it's an interesting point on that, right? No, because uh, we, we had a... Um, we had a map with the NOFO event. Now, it wasn't a particularly detailed map, and I, I know we actually didn't end up sending it out, but there is, you know, you go to any Airsoft event, you've got that map with those grid references. Mm -hmm. If you've never mm -hmm. been to a site before, that can still be very hard to navigate, even if you've got yeah. grid references, because sometimes the maps are inaccurate, they're poorly drawn, mm -hmm. sometimes they're sort of just sketched over Google Earth, which, you know, is fine if you've got a big open site and it's sort of an urban site where you've got key features. But if it's a big woodland, it's very hard to navigate. And, and sort of thinking on that front, if you had a combination of, right, this is the grid reference that you're trying to go to, but it's also a bearing from these features, yeah. that would obviously help them people coordinate where they are. Because having the grid reference gives you a rough idea of the site, but if you've got a direct bearing that you can sort of follow, that's obviously going to make that a lot easier. So much more. You know, if you say um, from, say, the downed helicopter, respawn is at this bearing, you know. That's you. You can find that then because you can you can look it up. The problem I think is a lot of sites um, when they run skirmish, it doesn't matter. You know, um, if you're doing any kind of battle sim, mill sim, or anything like that, the people that are coming in to hire the site probably don't have the time to mock up all the maps for that site. So when they ask the site owner, do you have a map? They usually have that map that is nowhere near on scale um, and is not a topographical map. So it's not an OS map of their site. Um, and it doesn't actually look like the ground. And it'll have numbers on one side and letters on the other. So that's what most people get given. Um, if, you know, all... Uh, OS resources are free, so you can download and you can print maps um, A4 um, for free, uh, and A4 will get you a quite a large area in reality, um, which would en encompass nearly every site. Um, so it would be possible to to give someone a proper map, a realistic map of the site. The problem is, um, if you say have 150 people on site. A, how many of them people are carrying a compass and mm. how many people can actually read a map? You know? I mean, that being said, Patrick, I mean, with sites and obviously they're different maps or, you know, I've tried my hand at trying to create a map that someone can uh -huh. reference and by putting some sort of like, rather than like um, X and Y sort of thing on two different axes, like doing like three, three numbers in each of the grids. So it's almost like a six figure grid reference yeah. sort of-esque thing, if you like, just yeah. to bring, give, like we say, bring that bit of realism. I mean, what could uh, site site owners or event organisers sort of like bring into their sort of like uh, area maps to give add that more realism? So like, like for you say, if you did overlay the grid onto a hand drawn map, what could be added to that to make it a bit more realistic with not only reading the map and and using your tools to navigate, but also relaying details of the map over comms and things like that. Yeah, so, so if you think um, the OS map runs on a grid, yeah, 
um, mm-hmm. and the grid will look a lot like that. You know, you're, you it, it's all broken down into tens um, because obviously, if you've got a say a two grid reference, you know that's ten thousand meters. You know, all the way down to um, a ten grid, which is one meter. So you can scale up or scale down as much as you like. Use real maps. That's the key. It really, really, it doesn't matter what the scale is. You know, if it's a if it's a, a twenty five thousand to one map, you scale it up. It doesn't matter because those squares are still broken down into tens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you take a map that's say twenty five thousand to one and you make it. 10,000 to one, those squares are going to be nice and big. You can still break those squares down into tens because that's what it's designed to do, you know, but it's a real map. It's still the real map. It's just a lot more zoomed in. Um, Those people can still make a grid reference. You're just giving them, you just say, right, okay, this is the scale now. You know, you can have a Roma, um, so this is a an OS Roma. It's got to be really difficult to see. I'll see if I can get it on a. So that's an OS Roma. So that mm-hmm. has all the different scales on it. Um, it goes from fifty thousand to fifty thousand to ten to ten centimeters. So it, it, you know, it you can really get small, or you can zoom right out. Um, that's all you need to do you know, is is just give them what they're supposed to look at. You can give them a map and overlay a grid onto it. So people don't even have to have anything else. They can just go, right, one, two, three, four, five. It's, there's that, you know, this is what's on it. So being able to give a resource, which is a real resource, just modified for that site that's that's what is best rather than trying to we um me and my partner we've got a a little bit of an obsession of um collecting maps now not just os maps i've got a massive box of os maps but just maps like we've got one we're on a a site at the moment um we're camping we're in a van and this is the map yeah so that's the map now if I was to look at that map, I think, right, okay, from where we are to the nearest toilet block is hundreds of meters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hundreds of meters. But if I went to the toilet now and really tried to squeeze one out, everyone in the site would hear me, you know, and and that's the problem is that some people will, will draw a map of their site and make it look like the Nirvana desert. Yeah, and actually, it's you know, it's tiny. Mm. I mean, that's so, and I suppose that's one of the things at the end of the day is that you know, a lot of airsoft sites aren't enormous. No. You know, there are there there are a few acres. They're sort of like sub one hundred acres. An awful yeah. lot of them. There's a few that yeah. maybe may stray over that, but an awful lot of uh-huh. them are between the sort of like fifty to a hundred acre marker, if not smaller than that. You know, but yeah. So it's yeah. like where with regards like you say about zooming into an actual real topographical map or an os map i mean how much feature is there going to be in a sort of 50 60 square acre plot of land that some sites there'll, there'll be enough 
there'll be right, enough. Okay. There's still you'll still have where the streams are and the ditches. You know, mm -hmm. you you still have those features. You'll still be able to see that. Um, oh, I'm standing on a slope from the topographical lines uh, and things like that. Yes, they're it, they're usually set at a, a specific distance apart, but so that won't really matter. But you'll know. Oh, these are really close together, so I must be on a steep slope. You know, mm -hmm. um, there'll be enough detail there for them to read. Um, and you can give them, you know, you could give, if you've, say, got uh, a, a squad going out, you can give them two maps. You can give them the map which has got the actual real 25,000 to one scale. And then, you know, a, a map which is a little bit more zoomed in that once they get to that air, the general area, you know, once they know they're in that sort of 10 meter, 100 meter square, then they can bring out the other map and start really pinpointing where that cachet is or something like that. Right, um, right, right. You'll find um, some uh, SARS, so um, search and rescue teams, will have um, maps that are a standard size and then ones that zoomed in that they will draw their own features onto, you know. So if they know there's a bridge in a specific place or if they know that there might be uh, some caves or, you know, gullies and things like that, they'll have a bigger map, you know, that they can really or they can draw on those features. Because yeah. I think if you if you look at um, my uh, Instagram page, there's a whole post on pen sizes, you know, and the when, when you get to twenty five thousand to one, um, the, the tip of a Sharpie can be 10 15 meters wide you know so when right, you're drawing okay. on features it becomes difficult so giving them two maps just give them two maps just one with the, the proper scale so you can see right i know i'm in this area that's what these lines look like that's what this slope should be like that's yeah, where yeah, this yeah. ditch is um but when you then go down to say having um i need you here for an op they can then look at the you know enlarged map and go okay well, well i know where that building is i know i need to be like 30 meters off it um that's where you know i now know where i'm i've got to be you know mm. so and it's almost like using map. using the, the larger overview map to sort of get near to where you need to be <laughs> and then, yeah. then yeah. It's almost zooming in yeah. physically with the with the zooming in map to yeah. then locate that yeah. that's more pinpoint mm -hmm. location mm -hmm. yeah yeah cool. so if Perfect. i need to that send you good. off on so we'll say um uh Machiavellian, you know, either one of them. If I send you off on a on a bearing and I say, right, your OP is at this coordinate, yeah, you'll be going off at a bearing. You can look at the normal size map and get where you need to be going in that direction. And when you know you're in the sort of the rough location, you can bring the other map out and really pinpoint where you've got to be, you know. And you say that to me, and that makes that makes me get all tickly. You know, that's what I want, you know, because. But why not? Absolutely. Why not? Absolutely. You think to yourself, um, you buy Gucci kit. Yeah. Most guys are now running, you know, a couple of grand's worth of night vision. You know, their they, riffs are bloody ridiculously expensive. Yeah. And then you turn around and say, right, so I want you to go to uh, D4, you know. <laughs> You've sunk my battleship. <laughs> yeah exactly you know but if you're you know and and they've got comms that you know the average civilian should never need 
why wouldn't you want to be given the real deets? You know, you I, I would want to be given the real details. I want to be mm. immersed at that point. I've got all of this equipment on. I want to be know. using it properly now. Absolutely. I want to I want to be looking at my map under red light and going right guys we need to be at this point you know we'll walk off that point who's got the pace beat you know you pace out you know and, yeah, and things like that yeah. just well, it's quite, makes it... quite excited that is exactly exactly <laughs> you know just think of it like this the the the, the beautiful woodland that your event was in mm. yeah i could set you a challenge in there right where it would just take you around in circles but you need to really work your navigation. Right, okay. It doesn't have to be the Lake District, you know, because you can cross and overcross paths. You can go through woodland, you know, you can try and work out how to get through scrub and rhododendron and get to the other side and the same bearing, you know. All of that is great. Now, if I turn around to you and say, there's some dudes that are going to be trying to find you, it just adds to it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, it, absolutely, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's mm. not hard to um, really feel. And and uh, um, Empire Events game, mm. you know, if you was to give them snipers actual physical coordinates, you know, that they have to find or bearings they have to go off to find things, they have to then use real technique, you know, while still looking out for other people while still wondering and worrying about their own mm. field crop. And I suppose with, with that in mind as well, then it's all, it's an automatic braking system for an event that people are going to go to ground. They are going to be referencing their maps. They're going to be taking bearings yeah. and it's going it, mm -hmm. it, 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 it to, it slows it down, it slows the pace down a little yeah. bit and then it's yeah. all off again. And then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It makes it a lot less hectic, you mm. know, mm. where if, if you say, right, I, I know I've got say 10 guys out there and, you know, one person's in charge trying to figure out where they are, and that that person doesn't know how to do that. They're that going to get shouted at an awful lot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's, and it's like, I think I completely agree. I think it's sh I, I think it's something that really needs to be looked at for events. Myself, the oh. whole navigation side of things. I really, yeah. really, I think people who who want to go onto them. Not, and I'm not saying that people, I mean, because I don't know all there is to know about navigation. I have very, very basic knowledge of navigation. You know, I think I could probably get by um maybe um but i wouldn't want people who don't know an absolute jack about like taking a bearing or or you know along the corridor and up the stairs and all that jazz uh -huh. to not want to do it because i'd like to think that people would be there with the knowledge like yourself patrick would be like come with me absolutely here we go absolutely. this yeah. is how we're doing it yeah you know and, and, and that's what can... that's what it, that's exactly it goes back to that's what it's all should be about shouldn't it really yeah yeah and and basic land nav should be able to be taught in 20 minutes mm -hmm. you know we're not talking about hand railing and 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 working off features and things like that it, it, that you know if you're if you're in the lake district and you're on one ridge and you're hand railing uh, a set of trees hand railing is where you take a feature uh, on the map or off off in real life um and you use that as a feature to work towards or or at a parallel to you know so right, that okay. is your feature um like a handrail going up a set of stairs that's what guides you but it's at a distance um right 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 you wouldn't you wouldn't need that you know that's that's sort of 
I don't want to say big boys land nav, but that's land nav for the big world. Yeah. You know. Almost like keeping that river off to my right hand side for however long I need to, and then turn the other. Yeah. When it comes to a when it comes to a site, you know, you're talking about ditches, Mm. tree lines. You're talking about um, possible tracks. Um, They're they're things that you can handrail off. You know, you could stay twenty meters into a woodland, knowing that you're still along a track, Mm -hmm. and that's it. You know, Um, it would be very easy. On those on events where it really is important to be able to use land nav to be able to teach the people that need it very quickly how to do it right because everything that you'd have would be slightly modified yeah you know this is your map it's not a big map it's a tiny little piece of paper you know um you can draw on your map you know most people like i've got maps that i've drawn on for years with mechanical pencils you know and then you can just rub it off but if you've got a map that you need to know where your op is or or, or whatever you can take a pen and write on it this is where i need to go you know this is the direction you know that's funnily enough something that we we generally now do whenever we're sort of out as a team or anything like that and you know someone's got a big map we normally kind of get one printed or yeah um there's, there's funnily enough there's a new place called tough map or tough plan um, that prints them on sort of waterproof paper and everything now. So uh-huh. it's almost uh-huh. like a big sheet. Yeah. Um, but having that capability, you pin that up on the wall and that way, whenever you have a, a briefing from your command structure or anyway at all, you then have a huddle around with your team and so, you know, your TLs can then explain what you're exactly. doing, where you're going. The, where you're supposed to be. Like mm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. You yeah. Know. And, 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 and obviously that goes again with a debrief after a, after a uh-huh. thing like that is that you can yeah. update that map with new features that you might have seen or a fixed yes. physical position that's in now in place uh-huh. and it's not going to be going anytime soon. You know, you can and, and this that. is it. You know, if you if you if you're on a site and you're if you're running an event, and this would be very much for event people that run events. If you're running an event, you have a map that has features, and then you take features off it. You know, so or you add things on the ground that aren't on that map. So yeah, when when patrols come back in, they can say, you know, oh, at this grid, at this area here, this grid reference, yeah, there is another building, or there is a car across the track, or there is a tree, you know, um, or when you're calling in for, you know, uh, an IED, where is it? Where? You know, show me on this map. You know, we are yeah. here. Show, show me on this map where it was. If you've got, we've stay say some of the Sterling events, the trees. You know, if you've got a call in to get um, uh, demolitions in to to take out an ID, where 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 are you going? Mm. You know, what is it best to say? Oh, the, the second track from the top. Go down there. You'll see us. Or you know, when you're radioing in, do you want to give some proper stuff? You know, it's like yeah, absolutely. That's that's what you want to achieve, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because and I don't want to be another... I don't want to be on my, on, my, on my like you know six hundred pound Harris radio and go yeah so um you know you know where the big the big clearing you know where we were earlier you know yeah you know <laughs> not, if you not get there. John if you get John he was with us earlier and you know <laughs> you know that guy chucked that thing at me well we're just down the track from there you know mm. it's like to the left of the really big tree big tree yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's like well okay. You know, so, yeah. 
And there's a few questions in the light that have come in on the chat. Some uh, I, can only, says, I can only hope I can answer them. Go for it. <laughs> is your compass that big? Because now we're getting older, Patrick. We can't see the normal sized ones. Oh, my. Do you know what? It, it, <laughs> yes, is the, is, the, is the answer for that. Um, it's my, it's my uh, memorandum. So when I, when I do it on my, my proper compass, then I'll, I'll, skip, I'll put it on that. It goes around my neck. <laughs> it doesn't fit, genuinely, it doesn't genuinely interested to know if you've got any other massive versions of things in your in your van yeah yeah patrick's actually a borrower that was an awkward question <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah this is this is uh, like a5 um right, so um i also uh coach swimming so i've got some ma- i've got a couple of massive clocks for like taking time and things like that but um in reality when when you're teaching you've got to have something that everyone can see mm. you know and and it's something that you can pass around to people so they can see how shit moves yeah, you know yeah. It, it's yeah but i do like i do like a teaching aid if yeah. it helps it helps why not absolutely oh, yes yeah 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 Pegasus says, how reliable are the companies found on things like Garmin and Apple Watches? Obviously, Marty Mark tested his earlier. But... Okay. They're good. Nowadays, they're fantastic. The, the thing that you've got to remember is to keep updating software. So um, I, I have a, um, a Sunto watch that I wear, um, and it has a compass on it, uh, and it's a fantastic compass, but I need to keep updating it. Um, I'm, because it needs to know where it is in the world, you know. Um, so if you have an Apple Watch and it's connected to your phone, it will constantly be updating its own GPS. You know, it will know where it is in relation to your phone and in relation to the rest of the world. Obviously, GPS works off how satellites work. So it will fire a signal and it's how quick that signal gets back to it. Um, right. And if enough if enough satellites are talking to your object, um, the more accurate it can, it can become. You know, so you're you're always wanting sort of maybe six between six and eight um, satellites talking to your um, your device because it sends a signal down. The signal goes back up to the satellite, and how fast it travels, it'll know you're this far away. And another one will send the signal, and it now knows you're that far away. So the more it, the more satellites that talk to your device, the better. The problem being, uh, satellites are not right above you. So if you've got a satellite at say, you, you think we're, you know, I'll be controversial now. We're on a globe, um, oh. right? If we're on a globe, and a satellite is at say. Um, on the horizon line you know mm-hmm. if you're in a valley now that satellite's not going to talk to your device so now you right, might only okay. get now you might only get say three satellites above you or in view um and that'll be what's talking the coordinates then your your will be so broad it could be you know a kilometer hundreds and hundreds of meters so yeah, I'm not, I'm not a flat earther, but this is one of my favourite patch patches. It's the flat earth. Oh no, that's fantastic! <laughs> that's fantastic. That's fantastic. The round earth, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
I think everyone should, you know, it's, it's just great stuff. Um, yeah. So they're good. They are good, um, but they do have their limitations. Obviously, uh, GPS doesn't travel through objects very well. So again, if you're in a in a dense woodland, you can lose you can lose GPS quite quite quickly. Um, the same with if you say use your phone um it can it can work off obviously uh cellular connection and gps to know where it is um cellular works off i think only three towers um where gps will work off as many as it can find um so it can be precise as long as it's in the right place like if, I, if i'm stood on the top of a hill and i've got a gps um it will probably take me down to maybe a centimeter of where i am right you know if i'm in a valley it could be 40 50 meters you know if i'm in a valley in trees i i, I could be it could you know sometimes you'll see um a little red circle appear you know around where it thinks you might be mm -hmm. um and that's it literally saying this is the, this is where you could be right you know? and it's not even uh, it's not even the center of this is where i think you are it's just saying, I think you're somewhere in this circle, you know, um, but a compass will always point north. That's what I was going to say. So we're, we're basically saying old school is the best school for when it comes to nav. If you've got one of these, yeah, use this. Yeah. If this runs out, have this, you know, right. if, because you know if the shit hits the fan and we all like to think that that's what we 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 train for or we do you know when we learn new skills that's what you know um first off you can train but everybody else that you're with should train you know you should learn knowledge but everybody you else you're with should know that knowledge as well because you're just a, a soggy meat sack in reality and if you go down and you hurt yourself then that's it well, technology is exactly the same. You know, if you were only going to be out for three hours and your phone wasn't fully charged and now you're out and it's like 10 hours later, mm -hmm. you've got no, you've got no satellite. You've got, you've got no technology to help you. But if you just got a compass in your, in your, in your bag and you sort of knew what direction you came from, then you're good, you know? Uh, and, and, and comms as well you absolutely know, you see the number of times that comms go down like people just go all oh, right well i'm not seeing the rest of my team for the rest of the day you know mm -hmm. it's because they're, they're not building those kind of fail safes in there so yeah completely yeah it. and and you, when it comes to say you you guys were at naf um you know that's a nice big site um teams get split up and, and lost but if everyone just had that extra that piece of the os map with them and as a team you said right if we get split up we'll meet here mm -hmm. yeah you know just this point here then everyone can then find them find their way back you know or at least get themselves close enough to be able to put out a comms call you know absolutely. sorry steven's suggesting you could use a runner with a notepad <laughs> absolutely absolutely why not why not uh, if you've got a long enough piece of string that that will work as well you know don't use breadcrumbs birds love them um but yeah you know you can you can do that 
you can breadcrumb for other people um, by putting marks on things or, you know, one of the one of the great things about navigation is it's not all about maps. It's not all about compasses. It's about understanding what the world looks like, you know, in reality. Mm. So if you're going for a walk, um, you don't have to remember what direction you're in. Just remember what certain fences look like. You know, I went through this gate and yeah, so that, what you, you saw know, along the every way now and so. again, every now and again, just turn around and look back, you know, because when you're going the other way, that's the direction you want to be looking, you know, so mm. just every now and again, look back and go, oh, look, there's a shore of trees on the top of that hill and there's a river there. Right. OK. Now, if I'm even a kilometre away and I can see a shore of trees and a river in a valley, then I know I'm looking back at the same object I was earlier. Right. Yeah. Now, cool. That's got nothing. That, that's got nothing to do with maps or compasses. That's just about understanding how the world looks around you. Mm. You know, like if you're walking down the street, you know, we, we remember our way home not because of the direction we travel, because of the things around us. Mm. And it's just the same, just out in the muddy stuff. Mm. You know? Yeah. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. The, uh, so, one one cool old school trick is um, putting pebbles on top of fence posts. You know, so if you've got a gate that's attached to a fence, go one or two fence posts to the right of the gate and put a pebble on the top. And you'll always know that you went through that gate. Right. Okay. You know, it doesn't have to be a big pebble. It doesn't have to be a boulder, just an object on the top. Something that you're going to you recognize know? on your way back that you know. I guess yeah. that gate is not yeah. there, right? It wasn't this one I came through. It was. It wasn't. Yeah. Further down. Further down. Mm. Yeah. No, definitely, one hundred percent. So, good yeah. question that uh, uh, Chris North has asked. He says, "How do you find where you are on a map once you're lost?" So, I mean, this is very prevalent for airsoft events because the number of times that you go to a new site or something like that, you've got no idea where you are. Yeah. How, how do you orientate yeah. yourself from that? Position? How do you orientate yourself? Right. So, there's a really magical trick. Um, you put your finger on your nose and you spin round ten times, right? And then you'll always be pointing west. Now, if everyone goes outside and tries that, all right, comes back and tell us if it works. No, easiest thing. Oh, you is just... me for a second, then. I was going. Oh, no. I was like, this is this is amazing. I was sitting yeah. there going, is that genuinely bullshit or is that <laughs> a real magical that was, thing? That was a hundred percent genuine bullshit. That was. Um, <laughs> So the easiest thing, if you're at, say, an event, yeah, is mm -hmm. to use your bloody ears. Yeah. The noise of riffs will tell you where people are, right? And then just walk towards it. If you are genuinely lost in the wild. Yeah. Back in, yeah. we're talking back in the beyond. I've, I'm, right. I've got some features, got but I don't know turned, not yeah. where I am. You've got yourself yeah. turned around, right? So... That's where we, we can do a bearing, yeah. But you want to take more than one, right? So if you imagine, I'll, I'll put my map on the floor, put some rocks on the corners, right? I mean, it's not a windy day, so we don't have to worry about it blowing away, right? What I'm going to do is I'm going to look for something big, just anything big. It doesn't really matter what it is, but big, right? So if there's a mountain in the distance, right, that's big. I'm going to take a bearing on that mountain. Yeah, so I'm going to get my compass, I'm going to turn it to that, I'm going to recreate 
what we did earlier, you know, and make sure that north is north, but my compass is pointing at the object. Yeah. Now I've got that bearing. So I know that somewhere on my map, that's what the big thing is. Yeah. You're going to know what general area you are. Yeah. So if I take a, a map which covers, say, 100 kilometers, I know I'm going to be within like 10K. Yeah. You're going to know that kind of area. So I'm going to look for that big thing. And if I can find that big thing, that's my starting point. And I draw a line on that bearing across the whole map. And then I'm going to find something else big. Yeah. Like, oh, look, there's a forest over there. Yeah. And a forest comes to a point. So I find that forest on my map. And I'm going to take a bearing to that forest. And I'm going to try and do that for as many big objects as I possibly can until my map looks like a spider's run across it a few times. And where all of those points meet, that's pretty much where I'm going to be. Within maybe 100 metres, you know, but that's oh, okay. where I'll be. And it's just about being able to see the big objects. Mm. Because the big objects, they, you know, if you look at, say, a block of woodland. Yeah. Now, woodland is nice and green on a map. Yeah, so I'm going to know, and you can see, you can sort of see what shape it is. You've just got to match that on the map. And then you can take a bearing to that. Now, you know you're somewhere along that line. Yeah, mm -hmm. you do that to another point. Now, you know you're somewhere along that line. Well, where those two points meet, that's probably going to be where you are. If you do that a third time, then you're guaranteed that's where you are. And it's exactly the same as the satellite's bumping a, a signal off your watch it will bump a signal and it knows what distance you are from an object well you're just knowing where what line you are on your triangulation you know your, your sort of cross-section is where those intersect I and mean, don't panic you know, we're obviously talking large scale here but i mean the, the same principle hmm. obviously applies for say you're at longmore and you're, uh -huh. you know, you're in a location and you've got some visual cues. Maybe not so much a woodland, because I can appreciate that that's very kind of enclosed. It gets in. harder. You haven't yep. got those sight lines. But if, if you've got those kind of points of reference, you can do exactly the same thing. So, you know, you, you've got a building in front of you. You can kind of see a road or something like that. You've got another key feature over there. That helps you orientate yourself on that map. So you should be able to sort of find yourself from there. But, I mean, obviously... Yeah, I mean, obviously... I mean, places like Dharma and the stuff, but... Yeah, but then again, looking finding key features on a map, I can imagine like a, a Y and a river or, or a stream yeah. section that's got like yeah. a, a like something like that that's yeah. recognisable on a map. You know, it'd be like, oh, wow, I can see that junction there. That is that. Yeah, and, and don't I'm be scared. There. Don't be scared to get yourself more lost. And I know that's going to sound weird, but if you're in a valley and you're like, shit, I can't see anything, then walk up that hill. You know, get yourself to a point where. You know, you can turn around and say, right, well, I need to walk another 5K to get to that point there. But from that vantage point, I will be able to see so much more. See that you've got to go back um, the other way. <laughs> yeah, but then that's, you know, that is that's 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 life. Shit. Yeah, yeah, shit. Um, we're quite lucky. We're quite lucky in this country um, that it's very hard. It does happen on Dartmoor and, and, and Exmoor and, you know, in the Peak District and things like that where people get themselves lost you know, proper lost. Um, but that's more usually down to stupidity, um, going unprepared, mm. you know, 
So it's usually about, oh, it's not that they're lost, it's they're stuck because they haven't got the right clothing or they're now in a blizzard and they can't see where they're going, you know, or they've been injured. Yeah. But we're quite lucky that for most of our country, um, you could probably walk yourself out within 20K, you know. So if you're going to ask me, like, what the the key thing for land nav is it's, it's your own fitness mm. you know in a weird way because if you get yourself lost say on the north downs you just need to walk and you'll come across a road you know or you'll come across a farmhouse you know there's It'd be embarrassing it, to call in the air ambulance or something like that if you're like five meters from the m25 exactly or <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. If, if you think if you think you're in a woodland or you're just on on the side of a glen you know or 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 a little a little valley and you're like oh shit i'm lost that's it i'm lost right i'm gonna pick up my phone i'm gonna chuck three words at some lady and she's gonna come and get me with helicopter right that's all great and then when when you're you're being airlifted out you know you get above that little hill that you didn't want to walk up and there's a village mm. now you just you cost go. like thirty thousand pounds to to call out an air ambulance or, you know, or to get a, a group of people. Now, they're going to love doing it because for them, it's all training. You know, you get a search and rescue team out. <coughs> Regardless, as long as they don't have to not go and get somebody else because of you, they'll use it as a training exercise, you know. But it's still a little bit shit that you didn't just walk up the top of that hill to have a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Unless you unless you are injured or, or something like that. And if you've got somebody in your group that's injured, then a couple of you stay where they are and a couple of you walk off. Yeah. You know? And you as long as you know what yeah. we're going up that hill. We're going up that hill. We're not going to go over that hill. We won't go out of sight, you know. Or or you know, we know you're by the side of this woodland or down on this river. We're gonna go up there, we're gonna have a look. You know? Mm-hmm. And and that's what it's about. It's about not being scared to make yourself a little bit more lost, you know, to get a better picture. I've, um, perfect, so I've done a bit of wild camping on Dartmoor and it's definitely easier navigating. I found on Dartmoor than it was in some airsoft socks yeah. I've been to, where you're just yeah, literally yeah. just wall to wall foliage. And you're like, I've got no idea where I am. I don't know which way to turn anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Navigating in a woodland is non impossible. You know, it, it, you know, it's, trying to find yourself you know where you're going is is difficult that's when you need to remember where tracks are and um you know well when we came from having our lunch we walked down this track to go you know so i just need to find a big track you know like i say most sites aren't far enough apart that if you were to to shout someone wouldn't hear you i suggest that anybody literally anybody that goes out into the countryside just take a whistle with you you know it's not heavy it it doesn't take up any space but it means that you can project your noise a lot further you know and and most people because it's such an odd noise if you started blowing a whistle they'll come and have a look yeah and and again on top of that like that little safety aspect there patrick again let someone know where you're going and what time you intend to be back. Yeah, yeah. If you're going, yeah, if you're going out like into that. the countryside for a walk, um, there's a thing called a route card. Um, I'll put one up on 
when we're back, I'll put one up on and a, like a, a little explanation of what a root card is. But a root card is literally just like um, your text message to your mum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What time are you going to be back? Where are you going? Who are you with? Yeah. You know, what are you going to be doing? So your root card is this is where I'm starting from. This is where I'm finishing. This is the route I should be taking. This is how long it should take. And these are the points where I'll stop. Yeah. Yep, so perfect. that you, know, you give that to someone, you know, there are some shops in the, in the Peak District where you can literally give your route card to the shop. Yeah. And when you get back, you know, they'll give you your route card back. If you don't get back before they close, they'll call search and rescue on you, you know, and that's it. You, you, you've been, you've been looked for and they will go from your start position. They'll look at that and they'll say, right, okay, they were taking this bearing or going to this place, you know, and they will follow your route um, and try and find you. And if you're not on that route, then, then that's when they'll widen the search. But if you're sat, you know, in a, uh, a little thicket of trees, you know, on your hammock thinking, oh, this is just absolutely beautiful. But four hours ago, you were supposed to call in, you know, mm. or, or be somewhere, then that's your own fault. And some search and rescues will actually charge you for that. You know, well, I can imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Because the, yeah. all the, all the time, 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 time and effort and equipment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 Like I say, some will, will see it as just a, um, a general training, but some will be like, you, you're, that's your fault, that is. Mm. Yeah. There's a few comments that come in. I'm conscious of the time. Um, so if anyone's got any last minute questions, please. Whack them in the chat. I'll just run through some of them. Stephen Whiteshead says, I'm normally somewhere between the respawn portaloos and the burger van. So Bit, as long three as you points. Get off of those, there you go. There's your triangulation. That is your triangulation. This is where it's all happening. <laughs> Greg says, A Natural Navigator by Tristan Gooley is such a good book for navigation tips. Almost too much Absolutely information per page to yeah. absorb, though. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Marky Mark says, Will there be a no phone navigation training event? Well, perhaps. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? If there uh, is, there'll be a big compass. <laughs> yes, it. <laughs> well, while, while you've got that, funnily enough, Kenny said, "Jesus, Patrick, I didn't expect that size of compass." <laughs> hey, that would hey. be enormous for Kenny as well. That would genuinely that would be, be yeah, huge. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, be, Kenny, be holding it like this. Yeah, it'd definitely be a Dennis Waterman moment, wouldn't it? Yeah. And a big ice cream. <laughs> oh, blimey! <Yeah. me. laughs> Um, Kenny also said, "What type of map do you buy?" So you mentioned that you can get OS maps on online. Yep, yep. So I have um, OS maps on my phone. Um, is oh, I don't know. It's not going to pick it up, is it? Uh, which is um, a great resource. So there you go. Is it going to pick it up? Oh, there you go. Yeah, so that is just um, the Explorer maps. Uh, you can get different uh, overlays and things like that. It's free to download and look at maps. If you want to use off-loan maps and things like that, then obviously you pay a, a yearly subscription. This will give you a good set of maps to look at. This is probably the easiest way of understanding what a map just looks like. Um, other than that, just, yeah, um, OS 
explorer um or land ranger the explorers are the better, better ones um 25,000 to one just go and buy one like i say if you if you go on onto facebook marketplace and put in os map there are tons will come up tons will come up go to any uh like major bookstore and they'll have probably the full set um go to your local library and they will have they should have a full set of os maps um but realistically the ones that you want are orange they'll 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 have your area a hundred percent there's nowhere in the uk you can get where you can't get a map for your area get one look at it muted sorry i was muted there for some reason um i'm gonna like, like millets or or blacks or anything all around the country will stock millets, OS blacks, maps oh, for that oh, area that they're in yeah. Yeah, 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 and and you can usually uh, blacks and millets nearly always have some kind of deal going with with OS. You know, it, it's such a with modern day mapping. Like I've got about I think I've got four apps on my phone that that do different maps. You know, and they all they all sort of pretty much go off the the OS map. Um, so it's very difficult nowadays to sell a paper map. You know, so right. there, there, there's always deals. Um, at, at them shops. In a way, though, I'm a bit old-fashioned. Really. I don't think you can beat having something like a bit more tangible in your hands oh, to look it. at and, yeah. and sort of, yeah. you know... It can't yeah. it can't run out of power, a paper map, can it? That's no, it can't. Absolutely, no, mate. No. It's absolutely and you can, get now, you can get maps that are um, waterproof, you mm. know, so that you can you don't have to have a map case or anything like that. You can literally just open it straight out um, and, and wipe it off afterwards. They're great because you can actually draw on them and then use some nail varnish remover to get all your all your writing off afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'd, always an OS map. There are different maps that are available for the UK, um, but for in reality, all search and rescue will use OS. Um, nearly all services use the OS. Um, the, definitely the Land Ranger maps. Um, so you might as well just stick with the most common commonly used one yeah so that yeah. being said then patrick os maps um are the one to go for or the land range one like you just said what would be like the, what would you suggest to anyone sort of new to it who wants to build up a little bit of a navigation kit what would be sort of like a go-to compass is there like an entry level compass or is a compass so a compass got, and just pay this, got, and just get this one no you've got a base you've both got base place compasses did i see oh yeah so that's a ba yep. base plate compass the most common compass uh, on the planet um and that is exactly what you should start off with right. it means you can lay it down on your map you can see through it um and it is so simple i can see that he's you've taken the string off oh uh, um, yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> don't ever go me for that i am um, no, 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 this no. is this is funnily enough i had a um uh, this is this is actually quite a cheap one i found off of amazon i think it was like a fiver um, I had a silver one previously, um, mm -hmm. but I kept that in a box with a load of metal, and it's not quite right anymore. Yeah, it's, sometimes um... you can you can make them um, go a bit funny. The reason I said you're taking a string off because when we were talking about doing uh, a bearing and trying to go long distance, you know, so if you think I've got um, my map in front of me and I've got my compass, so the base plate of my compass is, is quite small. It's got a mirror inside um, so that I can tilt it back and i can then see when i'm ranging you can see what the bearing is yeah right. so it's just 
a little bit more fancy. It's nothing. You could take that off and it would still work. But what this does, yeah, is it means that when I'm laying my compass on the map, I can bring my string over the top and lay it across. So now I know I've got, I can say, right, this point over here, right, I'm, I'm along this line. And okay, so you've got, so got something can, to physical to reference, something to visually yeah, look I can at. broadcast that. That oh, direction, but Mike, Mike can't do that now because he's taking his I off. didn't he's purposely take screwed. the string off. The string was oh, um, strangling sake. me because it got caught on a tree. <laughs> and it snapped off. So that's, that's the and reason it also this means, doesn't have a string. You, you know, it also means that you can always keep your compass connected to you. Yeah. You know, if it's in a well, that was the problem on, I had, Patrick. It was hanging on my neck. I went through a, bu a big bush. It got caught on said bush. The compass is then um, back up yeah. here. I'm yeah. struggling well, to breathe. You should have navigated and, and around just, the bush and then you come back onto a, on your yeah. bearing. Yeah. Two things uh, I'd always say about that, right, is uh, <laughs> never put it around your neck, right, because that is... Well, that would rock. be more useful advice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> most, most string on, a, on compass uh, is nylon. You know, it will... It will take some force, so don't do that. But you can choke it around something and then put it in a pocket so it doesn't get lost. Um, mm. I would always say I, I put mine in my admin pouch, you know, um, and then usually on most admin pouches, you've got the little bit of bungees. I'll choke the string around it so now I can bring it out and I can have it where I need it. Yeah. If I need to get it further down, I can still, you know, bring it down near my waist and still have it attached to my, my admin pouch, knowing that I just <clears> pop <throat> it in. Or if I need to get up and move, it can just drop. I can I can push it inside a, a mag pouch. You know, it's it's there. You can stuff it down the back of your, your, your plate carrier or your chest rig. You know, it's not it's not hard to hide a compass. Cool. Um but I'd always say never put it around your neck. What about brand, um, Patrick? What, would you recommend a, a sort of brand to avoid or a, or brands a go-to brand that you've always used and you think you sort of rate highly for a compass? If, or, I, I wouldn't have a foggiest, really, of what to go if, for. If you're starting out, uh, it really doesn't matter. If you're starting out, just you can, you can buy yourself a tiny little button compass. Um, as, long as, it, as long as it shows the, the cardinal direction, you know, if it shows north, and in reality, you know, Mike saying that you 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 demagnified yours a little bit, it still doesn't really matter. You know, not if not if you just. Oh no, this was this was pretty fucked. <laughs> no, no, no. You're just spinning I mean, round constantly. Yeah, but no, what I mean just, is, just but, went... <laughs> yeah, but what I mean is just to be able to hold a compass and 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 turn things round, yeah, and and go right, okay, that's what that bearing would be, like. It, that doesn't matter. I, I, if I can, if I can do it on this, and that really isn't magnetic, yeah. If you mm -hmm. can do it on this, you can do it on on um, one that isn't a hundred percent showing north. If you're saying, what would I want to navigate on? Um, then silver, it's fantastic. Um, Santo um, is, is is another go-to. Um, I would say they are the two premier compasses, um, so Santo and, and, and Silver, but they're not massively expensive. 
Right, you can okay. get massively expensive ones. You know, you can get ones that you think to yourself, well, actually, you know, I, I don't want to pay that, but you're still rocking around with, you know, nearly three grand nods on your noggin. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it is what you want to pay for it, but you can pay, you know, 20 quid and, and get a, a, a basic silver compass. You it's know, definitely worth it, I think, isn't it? De- so, oh, definitely. This is the uh, Silver Ranger compass. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Pounds. Yeah, I and think they're the ones that are mainly on used. Oh, this is yeah. This is not silver, quite clearly, but this is a yeah. Ranger compass for the Boy Scouts, uh, which is five pound eighty-eight, and it's quite small. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I would personally suggest if you're going to do a Milsom event in a, in a wood woodland environment it's worth having a compass just to at least orientate yeah. yourself to north the number yes. of times that you kind of get comms to say oh you need to head north you need to head south from your current position and yeah. people go yeah cool and they just okay, head I'll off in any way. old random direction yeah or, yeah or the best one is they go north because that's the direction they're facing just right i'm going that way because that's my north yeah north is always up yeah follow me so another way that's north that's north the if you look at um the Duke of Edinburgh Award. Yeah. So if you put in, say, Amazon, you put in Compass for Duke of Edinburgh Award, um, that would, they will be good. That would be a good bit of kit. You know, anything that's endorsed by the Duke of Edinburgh Award uh, for Land Nav is, is going to be good because they're, they're sending kids out with it. Um, so, you know, I, I, and I'd also say that pretty much about a lot of um, outdoor gear. You know, if you said what mm. is the most basic you would want to buy brand wise, if if the Duke of Edinburgh are saying you shouldn't use it, then you probably shouldn't use it. You know, yeah. you can you can you can buy a, a waterproof jacket for 500 quid or you can buy one that the Duke of Edinburgh award endorses for, say, 75 quid. You yeah, know, yeah. it's still going to keep you dry. Um, will you sweat in it? Yeah, probably. But it'll keep the wet off you. Um, and mm-hmm. that's the same with um, their equipment as well. So if you find a compass that um, kids are using to, to find their way around, you know, the downs and, and, and the rest of the country, then that'll, that'll be a good place to start. Perfect, sir. Perfect. Cool. We've got a last few, last few comments, conscious of the time. Uh, Rage says, too many Garmin's, Patrick. Team leaders would use those instead of bearings and maps. I do feel that with GPS tech now orienteering and a bit of a dying art, why uh that's why i like you and the land nav page Hashtag definitely os is king oh os is king yeah. i read that as osis king to start O-S-S king. O-S-S king. <laughs> but this is it you see it's like you've got you've got a garmin on 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 your on your plate carrier you know up, up here where it's gucci to have it and it is gucci to have it don't get me wrong it's a beautiful bit of kit but then you get into a nice dense bit of woodland and you now your garmin's only pinging off two satellites and it's saying, well, you're in that woodland. What what are you going to do? It's not going to be any use. It's just there to look nice. But your map and compass will tell you exactly where you are or where you're supposed to be going. Mm. Yeah. Fresh yeah. Meat says, if you collect maps, I've been given a map from 1984. It's a map of a training exercise conducted by the British Army in Germany. Massive map with all sorts of official annotations on it, and it's he did follow up and say it's yours if you'd like it. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. That'll go in a frame on the wall. You know, uh, 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 it's not 
odd to say there is a slight obsession um, with it. And no, I'm, there isn't, I'm, is I'm, there? No, and I'm very lucky. I'm very just lucky pulls out my... his other bigger compass. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm very lucky that my my partner um, also uh, likes it. So yeah, yeah. Play, and this is, that's how Stockholm syndrome works, though, isn't like, it? So, is that if, you, if you go out somewhere um, and you are the person that knows how to do something, then you're the fucking idiot, mm. you know? Because, like, f- first aid, everyone in your group should know how to do first aid, basic first aid. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some form of navigation, some form of fire starting, you know? All the old ways, and I use the old ways, you know, old country crafts, everyone in your team should know how to do it. Because if, it, if everyone else is just relying on you, you're the idiot. Because you get hurt, that's it. You're the one that's in trouble now. Mm. You know, so, yeah, old old things are usually, I'm not saying I love old things, I do like new stuff, but... Um, you can't go wrong by by yeah, no, but old craft thing. and things like that, and just having a bit of bit of with the wits about you about what's happening. I thought me bringing up my kids in it. You know, I like to get them out and about and you know oh. getting their hands dirty and showing them this and showing them that. It's like you know, come on, it's some basic skills, basic skills yeah. for you that yeah. you would know. You know, yeah. I I, I, I used to um, teach bush bushcraft, um, and the the look on everybody's face the first time they create fire. You know, it, it, and I don't want to say there's something primal about it. It's just they've learned a skill. Mm. You know, they've learned. It's just a it's a brand new skill that someone has learned. And Absolutely. Most people will just be like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." You know. Mm. But yeah. Hundred percent. No fair play, much good. Anna says, "I love my adventure map of the UK." Do you know what? That's what we got here. The adventure map of the UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love our adventure map of the UK as well. (laughs) I've not got one of them. I feel quite left out. (laughs) Oh, uh, sorry. Fresh meat says you're going to need a big fucking wall for the map. Apparently. Oh, I've got, I've got some big walls. I've got some big walls. That's fine. Yeah. (laughs) They're going the West Wing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently, it's a map map near Bergen, Germany. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, like Stephen Whitehead, do you have any silk escape maps? Uh, no. Um, That'd be a very cool no. thing to get hold of. Yeah, yeah. A um, escape think... map, yeah. Or even even for an event though, uh, Patrick, do you not have a map printed on material so it is scrunchable and just stuff it in a pocket? You or can a... you can buy? There's a company I can't remember the name at the moment. There's a company <clears> that sell um, fabric maps, um, so that, that can you be quite can, cool. you know, yeah, yeah. They're great. Um, they're they're a little bit harder to to mark or splash write on. maps. Apparently, do that's it. it. Splash maps, yeah. Um, and they're they're really good. I think they they probably have taken the idea of a, an escape map um, and and printed that. It means you can just scrunch it down and put it in your pocket. They're obviously not as big as a as a standard no. as a standard map. So um, it it would mean that you'd need a lot of them depending on the area you were in. Yeah, 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 for sure. Quick, sew more together. (laughs) Hurry, hurry, hurry. Especially if you you were saying uh, doing um, a couple of weekends in the New Forest or up on the Peak District or the Lake District, um, you can have an OS map 
that will encompass a massive amount of, of area. Um, and if um, one of those splash maps only takes a smaller section of that, you do need to just keep purchasing. Um, but definitely, as a as a uh, if you if it's just your local area, why not? Definitely, definitely have something like that. There you go. My mind immediately went to what did they call like have because we we always talk on the show about sort of doubling up and you know a splash map or a sort of a cloth map. I think you can use them as towels and things. But, mm -hmm. but you can have like. Yeah like t-shirts or like pants or socks or something laid into like a bit of a map so you can kind of go oh hang on two seconds and then you can get your sock out and be like, oh yeah, right. yeah. yeah where am i going just I'm under going, the, just under the yeah. left nipple just under the left nipple yes. yeah. unfortunately chaps our ending location in. is uh, in yeah. my gusset so. yeah. 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 <laughs> well you know where your belly button is if you come about two inches up from there <laughs> Oh, can you imagine on the radio? Yeah, <laughs> remember earlier when you was looking at my T-shirt map? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, yeah, there's that bit. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then what happens if you're a really messy eater? Yeah. You know, you just <laughs> get yeah, yeah. Up Create your own yeah. features. Yeah, I think I'm by like a big red lake, but I'm not sure. <laughs> um, there's some other questions that I'm going to put to Patrick after the show, and then uh -huh. I don't know if you want to pick those up through the Land Nav Challenge, perhaps. Um, or, or we can we can do something where maybe I think this Patrick's needs a part two. Part if I'm honest, I think this does yeah, need a part I mean, Patrick's two. Patrick's obviously There's... part of the NoFo community as well, so maybe we can kind of put some posts up about um, on on the community chat, perhaps. But there's there's, there's yeah. basically sort of four or five questions. Um, there's one thing I just want to briefly mention, which is I don't know if either of you have used the Ares tra Alpha Tracker app. Oh, was that for the in-game stuff? The Ares, um, yeah, so um, battle map thing. It was actually. Ed, uh, Silly mm. Gilly, who was um, talking about this, apparently he used it in AE, um, and it's got some quite decent compass functionality and sort of team tracking and stuff like that. So if anyone's interested in that, I, I've absolutely no idea about it, but I'd be interested to find out more. So if you could pop me a message, I'd be interested just to find out how that all I works. I think it, it um, would be good. It's good for um, like command to use um, so they can see where everyone is. Um, and maybe team leaders. If you, I don't know how um, segmented you can make it, so that sort of command can see everybody, but team leaders can only see their team. I think that mm -hmm. you can do that. Um, yeah. But like, I wouldn't need to know where the rest of my team are necessarily, unless it, I was like, oh shit, I am lost. Um, but for being able to keep your squad, you know, know where where everybody is, that's I think that would be fantastic. Mm, and it does it does all, all you're doing is saying right okay what what are real militaries using you know uh especially like you think nowadays with peer-on-peer -peer, um combat well, it's blue know, force what, tracker in it basically yeah what are they using um and then a civilian company are just trying to make a modified version of that um mm. how it's used you know you can have everybody see everyone on your team or you can say, right, well, that that's not how it would actually work. Um, you know, sort of, uh, it would be a, a hierarchy. The, the general squaddy probably wouldn't be able to see where everyone else is. I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, then that makes it more of an asset, you know. Yeah. In reality, yeah. And um, Rage, Rage, I know. Ray just said, put it on the community chat and discriminate against us non-Facebook users. I'll also make sure it's on Instagram for you as well, Rage. Don't worry about it. it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, don't worry. We'll, we'll upload it to rage.com. 
<laughs> Just for you. And obviously, um, one of the things that you should be doing, you know, we, we have technology. Um, you can you can have find my phone um, on, on, on your phone. There, there are apps um, that allow people to log in and find out where you are. Um, so if you were going somewhere that you think you might get lost, it's always a good a good mm. question to say right okay well now you can just log in and see where my phone is you know because most people carry it with them um uh, and stuff like that you know same with apple watches and um most trackers will have some form of um way of finding them cool um if you want to get in touch with patrick at land nav challenge i don't know if you want to i'll, I'll let you present your own stuff <laughs> well it, it's land <laughs> underscore nav underscore challenge uh on um instagram um there's also uh, a link to my website which you can just ask questions or just message me on that you know it's it's not the end of the world I'll, i'm quite a chatty human um if you've got questions What's your website uh it's life green events um i do uh swim coaching land of uh, first aid stuff like that cool cool uh, if you want to get in touch with the show as well we can also put comments to patrick so you can do so on our email which is nofo chat hotmail.com our instagram is at november underscore foxtrot underscore nofo and the website is novemberfoxtrot.co.uk patrick thank you ever so much for coming on the show it's thank genuinely you for having a me on. pleasure it's thank been you. absolutely fantastic i've loved this it's, it's really weird good. to have you here and not like in the comments section down there yes no no um, absolutely I, I nearly Sorry. nearly commented earlier just so I had a comment on there. So. <laughs> You'll be missed. Your your name will be missed tonight. <laughs> um, next week I don't know what we're doing. What are we doing, Lance? Next week? I've, I don't think it's Q. Is it Q and A week I'll, or I'll not? I'm not with, sure. I'll be honest with you because obviously Andy's been out of action. Well, next week might be a bit of a debrief a from something that's going on, maybe. Oh, is it? Okay, that's fine. Well, I don't oh, know, yes. is it? Okay, you tell fine. me. I have no idea. No, I'm, we I'm very do... much in the dark about this. <laughs> we were going to talk about night events and operating in the dark. Oh, there we go, then. That was that was our planned episode, funnily enough. So, um, yeah, there well, may also be a next debrief week, on something along those lines, funnily enough. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me. You're the expert. <laughs> I'd always say, so, if um... it's worth practising in the daytime, it's worth practising at night. Absolutely. I'm going to that's, get my daytime shit wild down really. first. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With anything in life. Anything in life. <laughs> <laughs> no, <just laughs> Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> Genuinely, it's, it's really, really cool to have you on. Thank I you mean, very it's much. the whole navigation thing we've obviously not covered at all before. And I, I, I think barely scratched the surface something... tonight, I think. Oh, no, we easy. always take it for granted. Mm. You, can deep, you can really deep dive this subject. You know, it's, it's a... It, it, but like I say, it shouldn't be seen as something that is like, oh, it's just too complicated mm. because it isn't, you know. Um, yes, when, when you do it over and over again, it gets easier and easier and easier. But, you know, when when I was asked to come on, you know, you know, you do the thing where you say, what's the last thing at the end of the show, you know, um, and I was thinking, well, what would I say? You know, and, and in reality, you should never be scared to learn something new. Mm. You know, skills skills perish, so you can practice them. But 
doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter what you are, you can always learn something new. Absolutely. You know, and and this is this is something that when you learn it, it just gets more fun. Mm. You know. Well, I won't yeah. ask you for your closing remarks. <laughs> yeah. Well, but probably the best today, that. I'd like to say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. And um, one, one thing I did just want to mention before the show ends. So I don't know if this is true or false. Um, you know, you mentioned like spinning around, holding your finger on your nose and you end up pointing the rest. Yeah. Apparently dogs pee. There's, there's a, they've, they've done an actual census on this and dogs pee aligning themselves north to south. So they don't all do it, but stereotypically a dog will pee north to south. So if that's ever of use to anybody, if you're lost there and you you've go. just got a dog, yeah, there just go. hope that they're peeing north to south. Absolutely. <laughs> And don't pee upwind, you know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> right. We'll see you all next week, Wednesday, eight pm. Thanks again, Patrick. I don't know if you Not guys want to. Thank you very much. I'll let you guys say goodbye yourselves. Goodbye, selves. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> and selves, yes. Goodbye, selves. Yeah, ciao, brother. Stay no yeah. All that shit. <laughs> you see you next week. <laughs> thank you. Cheers, mate. And get well soon, Andy. <laughs> Yes, a hundred percent. Well, soon, Andy. Yep. Yeah. Keep your keep your nipples away. <laughs>